Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell, lead pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I want to talk to you just briefly tonight and then probably next week, maybe one other week. I want to talk to you about different levels of faith, four levels of faith, and it may become five, and who knows, by the time we get to five, it could become six. Uh, the older I get, the more I have to say, I guess. So, uh, and the more you study, the more it comes alive and the more you, you learn. But as we pray for people, we have to have faith, and it's helpful if they have faith. But the fact of the matter is that both the people praying for people and the people being prayed for have differing levels of faith. Jesus was not bothered by that fact. I think we have to be careful not to be bothered by what we perceive as maybe a lesser faith, but our job is in praying and ministering to praying for people, ministering to them, that we nurture their faith. Because every time we pray, it's an opportunity for everyone's faith to be strengthened. Jesus worked with lesser faith, and so we know things can happen, and yet at the same time, let me just say this, when more faith is present, more happens. So there's, it's a bit of a paradox in some sense. He can do anything with any amount of faith, but when there is more faith, he will do more. Now, before we jump into a, a couple of texts, uh, I want to make a couple of observations about faith. First of all, a lack of faith results in a lack of miracles. So in Matthew chapter 13, we'll just read this quickly. Coming to his hometown, which was Nazareth, he began teaching the people in the synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mir miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas... Aren't they all his sister? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get these things? And they took offense at him. So here they are, they're offended by things that, I mean, the a Messiah would have to come from somewhere and someone would have to know him, and yet they're offended by things that should not offend them. Always unbelief is offended by things that should not offend it. Then he did not do many miracles there. Why? Because of their lack of faith. In Mark chapter 6, we read this. Same, it's a parallel passage. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. So the Lord is aware of the level of our faith. And the level of our faith, in many respects, determines what we receive from him. Faith paves the way for the power of God to work in our life. Second, we can have faith for people who do not have faith. So we're never going to look at people and say, well, you don't have faith, so you're not going to receive, because if they don't have faith, you and I can have faith, and God can do great things, right? So in Luke chapter 5 and verse 17, one day as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there. 
And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal. Now, I think that's a, an interesting statement, which indicates there were times that the power of the Lord wasn't present for him to heal. I think that's implied in there. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only do what he does. So in other words, there's moments, there's times, and there's seasons when God is working with power that he has provided. He's working through power he's provided in our lives, in our setting, in certain places, and he'll do things that might not happen at another time. This is why you and I need to be very sensitive to the Lord because as we're praying for people or as we're around people, we have to be sensing not only what we're, we're getting from them, but what we're getting from him. We have to sense what the Spirit is doing in that moment. We have to be bold enough to hear what he's saying and declare it and act on it because when we do, powerful things will happen. So as he's there, we read on and it says this. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, he, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, doesn't tell us anything about the man's faith. In fact, he's gonna say to the man, your sins are forgiven, then he's going to talk to the Pharisees briefly, and then he's going to say to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. And immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. So the person who needs healing may not have any faith at all. But if you and I have faith, God can move in response to our faith. Now, that being said, I want to talk to you about different levels of faith. The first level is faith that is, if you can faith. If you can faith. Mark chapter 9, verse 20. So they brought him. When the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion, and he fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. The man has, if you can, faith. If, if there's anything that could be done, if you could do anything, if you can do anything, help us. Jesus, yeah, yeah, I just would love to have been there. I would love to have seen his facial expression. I would have loved to have heard the tone of his voice. If you can. I mean, are you serious? I mean, I'm, I'm God. If you can, I can do anything. Jesus said, everything is possible for him who believes. Now, you know, when you read that, uh, there are reasons for this father's weak faith. The father had an if you can level of faith, which is probably the lowest level of faith a person can have. He wasn't confident that Jesus could do it. Some of you, maybe tonight, that's where you're at. 
And, and we can put it in the context of healing or we can put it in the context of anything else. I mean, it could be you're needing a loan from the bank or you're needing something to happen in your business or you're needing something to happen in your marriage or you're needing something to happen for your child or whatever situation it is. And you can look at it and you can approach it with the idea, well, man, I, I just, God, if you can, if there's anything you can do, I, I can use your help. But that's not a confident faith. Just barely above, I wish God would, or I hope he can. And in the father's case, there are some reasons why his faith is weak. And oftentimes, unbelief or a weak faith has what in the natural look like legitimate reasons. So we have to be very, very careful about saying, well, you know, I have a past because of my situation and my circumstances, and that makes faith really hard. No, it's not your circumstances that make faith hard. It's your heart. You can have a variety of circumstances and have a really strong faith. We know that from the Bible. In the Father's case, what happens is he has justified where he's at, and we can understand it. Number one, the seriousness of the boy's condition. I mean, look at this. The man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. So you have a child that's demonized, cannot talk, and whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him on the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. It has often thrown him into the fire or the water to kill him. I mean, this is a desperate, tragic situation. Almost impossible for any parent to imagine having a child in that situation. You, you read it and you, you get the idea why the father's considered his son's situation to be so serious. People often, though, have if-you-can faith when the problem they're facing in their mind is bigger than God. And let me just say this. If their eyes are on the problem instead of God, the problem only gets bigger. And when you're praying for people, if your focus is more on the problem than it is on the Savior who is the solution, faith will be very hard to come by. The Father's got his eyes totally on the problem. Part of it as well is the length of the sickness. I mean, it would have made it difficult for the Father to have faith. How long has he been like this? From childhood. So, if someone has had pain for decades or you've been battling an illness for decades, it can, I'm not saying this is true for everybody, I'm saying for most people, the longer they have the condition, the more it impairs their faith. Faith is lessened, faith is diminished, often through the disappointment of not being healed. Third, the boy had failed, or the disciples had failed to heal the boy. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not do it. So now, here they are, they've gone somewhere, they've asked somebody, they thought surely they would be able to heal, and they didn't. It's like the person who goes to um, a meeting where healing is advertised and nothing happens, and now faith becomes even more difficult 
And that's this father. The disciples prayed for it. I'm, sh- I'm sure he came up to them and said, my son's demonized. Can you pray and have him be healed? And they were like, yes, we can. Only to find out they couldn't. And now the disciples are disappointed. The man is disappointed. And so there are reasons for his if you can faith. Always you will find reasons for it. Now, even though he had a weak faith, there were still some things in his favor that helped him. And I'm saying this just because I think it's good for us to think through how do people get in that situation? What is it that precipitates it? And then what are some things that can be helpful in moving from that place of faith to receiving from God? The first thing the father does is he is honest and acknowledges his lack of faith. He's not even sure that Jesus can heal his son, his son, let alone that he would heal his son. But he honestly says, you know, this is where I'm at. I am not the person with great faith. Jesus, I'm not trying to fool you. I'm not trying to act like I'm something I'm not. Listen, I've got, if you can, faith, and that's the best I can do. One thing I noticed, though, is even though he had doubts, he brought his son to Jesus. So even though he wasn't completely sure, he brings his son to Jesus. And then finally what he does is he appeals to Jesus' compassion, which I think is really great. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. You know, this is, here's the truth about God. Sometimes God does what he does for no other reason than he is just a God of compassion and he has compassion on people. You may feel you have weak faith. Be encouraged. God is a God of compassion. He loves to show himself powerful. You may be praying for someone and feel that they have weak faith. Be encouraged. God can still heal. So it's really important that you and I realize sometimes all it takes is just the simplicity of belief, which I I personally think belief and faith are two different things. Belief is kind of a half step toward faith. But Jesus says this in Mark 9, 23. He says, if you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And I think the Spirit of God would be saying to people tonight, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible to him who believes. If you have a problem, whatever that problem is, be physical, could be financial, could be relational, could be emotional, could be occupational. We could go on and on with the list. Whatever problem you have, you know, no matter where you're at, some of you have stronger faith than that, but some of you, the best you can say is, I, I just, Lord, if you can, help me. And Jesus would say to you, only believe all things are possible to him who believes. Every time I read that passage, I think of that song. It's an old song. The song is only believe. It's very simple. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible, only believe, only believe. 
Only believe all things are possible. Only believe, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. It's the second kind of faith. It's the second kind of faith, and this is the if you are willing faith. So there's, you know, Lord, if you're able, this is a step above. This is, Lord, if you're willing. Look at it in Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. A man with leprosy came to him, begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion. There you see it again. The compassion of God toward people who are hurting, towards you and your situation, if you're here in this room or if you're watching online. Jesus reached out his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cured. A person if, with, if you are willing, faith, is, isn't questioning if Jesus is able to heal. Usually, they believe God heals. They believe in a powerful God who can do anything, and I would put Personally, most Pentecostals and Charismatics in this category with uh, a few really strong Baptists who believe in the sovereignty of God. And I want to leave you out. If you're not in that, you might, you just hang on. You might be in the other level way up there. <laughs> but you know what happens is they need to be encouraged about the willingness of God to heal. Because it's one thing to believe God can do something. It's another thing to be confident that he wants to. I think a lot of people will sign off on the statement, God's God, he can do anything he wants. But when it comes to healing, a lot of people really operate at that level of, well, Lord, if it's your will. The man here said, Lord, if you're willing, you can. He believed Jesus could. He just wasn't sure he would. And honestly, a lot of Christians will wrap this thinking in the sovereignty of God language. And I certainly believe in the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. He can do anything he wants to. But what they'll do is they'll say, however, his will to heal someone is a sovereign choice like they don't have anything to do with it. Like their prayer, their faith, like the presence of the Lord in that moment, it's, it's all out of their hands. He may be willing, he may not be willing. You just never know with any certainty. I do not believe that's a biblical view of healing. 
The problem with that line of thinking is that no one came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you're willing, you could heal me. And Jesus said, well, you know, I'm really not. You never see it. Now, I like the chosen, but there is one scene where Jesus does, does a deal with somebody who needs healing, and he's like, huh, you know, life's hard. And that's terrible. You never see that in the Bible. That is somebody trying to accommodate somebody's doubts. It's an unbiblical line in the, in the chosen, which much of it is wonderful. But you don't want to get your theology from the chosen. You want to get it from the Bible and then celebrate it when you see it in the chosen, okay? Jesus never said to somebody, well, you know, typically I'm willing, but right now in you I'm developing character. He, he just doesn't do that. He, you never catch him saying, well, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. Whenever somebody came to him and asked for healing, he healed them. And there are some things in the leper's favor regarding his approach to Jesus. First of all, he's very desperate for the Lord to heal him. Look at it in verse 40. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. I mean, he is desperate. And if I can just say it, desperation of heart can bring a divine encounter. When we pray for people, we are calling people to Jesus. We're calling forth whatever seeds of faith exist. And yet at the same time, when a person is desperate for God to heal, there are times that he does. I think it's a real key to, to a lot of healing that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying if you haven't been healed, you're not desperate enough. But there is a, there is a desperation that you see in this that is extraordinary. Second, this man came because he heard a testimony from people that Jesus could heal. I mean, how else did he know? Lord, if you're willing, you can do it. How would he know that? Because people had told him that Jesus did do it. And it's important for you and I to let people know Jesus is willing. And to do that, you have to believe he's willing. This, I think, is the, is the biggest bridge that people have to cross when it comes to divine healing. Either you believe God is willing to heal or you don't. And once you begin to qualify that statement down, to that degree, you'll see less and less of his healing flow through your life. Once you begin to parse it down and say, well, you know, if then, then that, if this, then that, and you're, you're kind of qualifying everything, then you, you, what happens is you work your faith back down to, a, you know, if you can but God is willing. He is willing. Jesus delights in demonstrating his willingness to people who ask. Here's the thing I want you to think about tonight. The God who created the heavens and the earth by his great power and his outstretched arm said, I'm willing. 